Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Kingdom Concepts. This is Alea and Bianca, and we are finishing out the month of March. Um, we've been talking about family. Every episode has just been really great. Each episode in March builds upon the previous episode. So if you have not watched the last few weeks, go back, watch those, and then join us for this one. Um, today, we're going to talk about see a need and fill it. Mm -hmm. um, I got that phrase one time when I was doing youth many years ago. Um, there was another youth group that we would uh, do like events with and stuff. And that was one of the things that they would always tell their youth, see a need. And then the youth would be like, fill it. And, and it always stuck with me because that's such a way to approach ministry. That's such a, a great way to approach serving in your local churches. When you see a need, you fill it. Yeah. Like, whether you're even outside of the church building, you see that need and and you can fill it, you fill it. Yeah. Um, so one of those things that comes with that is what does being a part of the body look like? Um, I think constantly we're told that we're all part of a body, but what does that look like? Um, I think that the reason why God used that parable in scripture is because it works, that, mm -hmm. that parable works. Um, just like a body has all these different joints and ligaments and organs and body parts, that's how the body of Christ is. And I think it was supposed to paint a picture of um, how we all work together. It's a team yeah. effort. Mm -hmm. And when someone from the team is not missing or is not doing what they're supposed to be doing or isn't functioning, yeah. then the whole body is affected because of it. And oh, so yeah. I think he just made that parable just to show us, listen, that you're a team. Yes. You work together. You're all important. When one of you is gone the body suffers. Type oh, of definitely. Thing. And I'm sure those of you who are watching right now or you're listening, that you can think of many examples, whether you've been in school working on a group project or whether you've been serving in ministry, when you just have somebody who is not pulling their weight, like that they don't see the value. I think that's what it comes down to a lot mm -hmm. of times is you not seeing your value in your position and what you have to play and the part that you offer and your gifts that you offer. Um, a scripture that I'd like us to go to is in Galatians chapter five and verse 13. And this is in the Amplified. It says this, it says, for you, my brothers were called to freedom. Only do not let your freedom become an opportunity for the sinful nature, which is worldliness, selfishness, but through love, serve and seek the best for one another. And if you if you were using like your app or on your phone, if you were to click one of the little things in there, it the Amplified goes into further detail and it says the key to understanding this and other statements about love is to know that this love, the one that we just read about, is the Greek word agape, is not so much a matter of emotion as it is of doing things for the benefit of another person. That is having an unselfish concern for another and a willingness to seek the best for another. And what the easiest way that we can simplify that is to say, serve the people that you serve with. Mm -hmm. Serve the people that you serve with. What do I mean by that? What does that look like? Um, one of the ways that I always think about is I remember quite a few years ago, um, I believe it was before you had Raylan. Mm -hmm. You just had Ronan at that time. I was... Um, uh, Bianca, she was on the worship team. My husband was on the worship team. We had another couple that was on the worship team. And we all had little kids. At that point, I was pregnant with my third. We had two other little boys. Bianca had her little boy, baby. And then um, another girl that was there, she had um, her son that was there, her little. They were all like, I mean, like five and under, yeah. really. And except for like, I think one of mine was older. 
And we had to get there first thing. We were one of the first departments there was worship. I am not on the worship team. I'm super pregnant at this point. But I know that I could serve my fellow, you know, leader by me watching the kids. So I would sit in the front pew. I, we'd pull out a bunch of toys that we had. And while, you know, Bianca's doing her ministry, while my husband's doing his ministry, while other people are doing their ministry, I took all the kids. Mm-hmm. So I'm literally sitting there, big old pregnant, with all the worship team kids so that their parents could serve. Those type of opportunities are things that you look for. That's what the scripture is talking about. It's saying, you know, to prefer one another, don't have selfish concern, you know, um, will have a willingness to seek the best for one another. And a lot of people do not do that. Yeah. And I can think of an example as well. Um, you know, we have talked about how I am a youth pastor mm-hmm. and um, I am, ex- I'm, I get there early and I leave late. And I still have little kids. I have a four-year-old son and a two-year-old daughter that come with me and are in the gym while I set up and do everything. But I always have one leader, um, one youth leader who's there alongside me, that kind of takes responsibility for my kids. Mm -hmm. They keep them occupied. um, They make sure they have snacks and something to drink. They take them to children's church for me. And I can't tell you how much of a, a help that is to me. I can't tell you how much of a help it is to have someone looking out for my little so that I can do what I need to do in my ministry. And it doesn't just go one way Mm -hmm. either. Just because I'm the youth pastor doesn't mean that I don't try to serve them. Just recently we had a five by seven event where five of my leaders spoke for seven minutes each. Mm -hmm. So at that point, the roles were reversed. Okay, now you're ministering and I'm here to serve you. So my job is let me go get you some waters. Yes. You know, let me make sure that everything else is taken care of, the game and the lemonade. Let me make sure everything's taken care of so that you can minister. Mm-hmm. And so it goes both ways. It's not um, you serve me. Oh, yeah. No, it's let's serve each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you should never mm-hmm. ask. This is just, this is for free. You should never ask somebody to serve you when you're not willing to serve them. You should never expect something of somebody that you're not willing to do yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think that the higher you go, you know, if we say the ladder per se, like in a church, the higher you go up, the more responsibility Mm -hmm. you have that doesn't negate serving one another. I know if I'm walking through, doesn't matter whether I'm preaching on a Sunday or not, if I'm walking through the parking lot or walking up to the service or I'm walking through the foyer and there's something on the floor, I'm going to pick it up. I'm not going to leave it there and, you know, do a little snap, get an usher over here, you know, Mm kind of thing. I'm just not going to do that. Mm -hmm. If I use the restroom at the church and there's water everywhere on the counter, I'm not above cleaning that up. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's taking the ownership, knowing like, Hey, this is my church, yes. Is there somebody who their job is to tidy the bathrooms? Absolutely. We do have people for that. But me serving them is by me seeing a, a, a need, mm-hmm. and I can handle that for you. Mm-hmm. I, I can do that for you. And more times than not, the moment somebody sees me going to bend to pick something up, it's already, like, snatched up before mm-hmm. I, like, even get to touching it yeah. because everybody has a part to play. Mm-hmm. And I think if a lot of people looked at that more, you would have such a greater joy in ministry. Imagine if when you showed up to serve people, you weren't just looking to serve the stranger, but you were looking to serve those you serve with. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, I mean, let's be honest, um, 
sometimes we just like strangers more than we like people we actually have gotten to know. Mm -hmm. I mean, let's just throw it out there and be honest. Mm -hmm. And that kind of attitude, that kind of uh, living out that attitude, there's a difference between when you think something, you're like, you're not a really pleasant person. I don't like to be around you. You know, there's a, hey, you thought it in your head, and then there's a, you actioning it out. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times people in ministry, leaders, get caught in the I am kind and I am nice and I am warmer to people I don't know because I could just give them a hello, do what I need, and then they're out of my way. And that is not what the scripture is talking about. It's talking about serving one another, Mm -hmm. right? And I think, too, that there's this misunderstanding of being a servant as well. Mm -hmm. I think there's some people out there who think that the higher they climb that ladder we're talking about, then they won't have to serve as much. Not realizing that every step you take on that ladder, you're taking on more servanthood. Yes. You're going to serve more people Uh than you did before. Yeah, I served the youth when I was a youth leader, but now that I'm a youth pastor, I don't only serve the youth. I also serve the youth leaders. Yep. So I've taken on more responsibility, not less. Yes. And I think it's because people think that, like you said, that the more they think of it more of a going up a ladder Mm -hmm. versus more of a no, you're just in front of the people more. Mm-hmm. You're not, you're, you didn't gain anything else but responsibility. Mm-hmm. That's it. You've gained responsibility. The more that you are in front of the people, doesn't mean that you're higher to God up the ladder. Mm-hmm. What it means is you're more in front of the people. And the more that you have a voice in the people's life, the more responsibility that you acquire. Mm-hmm. And if you're that type of person where you feel, well, I need the recognition. I need mm-hmm. the the title. I need to be in the forefront then you're precisely the type of person who doesn't need to be at the forefront. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that that seems a little harsh, but at this time, that's it's not because mm-hmm. you'll hurt people. You'll treat them like they owe you something. And I know just growing through ministry, I've seen so many people behave that way. Mm-hmm. You know, being as a pastor's kid, I've seen people treat their fellow leader horribly, mm-hmm. condescending, just totally rude and then whip around and go to serve my parents with a smile on their face Mm. and like that that's that you didn't learn that from them yeah so you've learned that somewhere else you've learned that from corporate world and you're trying to bring that corporate world into the body of christ and that's not how this works Mm -hmm. you have to serve those you serve with or you're you're going to stop the flow yeah and having a servant's heart isn't like an on and off switch. You oh, can't decide not. when you want to have a servant's heart and when you don't want to have a servant's mm-hmm. heart. That's something that you should always have. Yeah. You should always want to serve the people around you. Yeah, definitely. Not just the, like you said, not just the ones who are coming in the doors, but mm-hmm. the ones who are standing next to you. you oh, know? yeah, definitely. Because it, it's when you can serve one another, because we're obviously, you know, you serve the people who come in, but we're talking about serving your that leader who's standing next to you, when storms come, you can weather them stronger together. Mm-hmm. It's like you're linking arms, like you're that, uh, you know, that unpenetrable force mm-hmm. because you're together, united, you're going the same way. And if you think that serving a ministry or any type of ministry is a, a lone wolf situation, it, it's not. You need people. You need people to be there to, to help you grow. You need people to be there that are going to encourage you. But you also need people uh, to be in your life, period. Mm-hmm. There, you, you need that human contact. You need to have that touch. It, it causes you to to stir things up that, you know, sometimes you don't want stirred. Yeah. And sometimes there's difficult people. And one thing that I've learned is if someone's super rubbing me the wrong way, I have to stop and make a conscious effort to be like, 
Lord, what are you trying to teach me from them? Because I'm going to take a lesson out of everything. If this person is just so rude, then Lord, let me at least learn never to behave that way. Yeah. You know, you got to take a lesson where you can find one. Yeah. And, um, you know, the Bible talks about Jesus washing the feet of the disciples. Mm -hmm. He showed them, hey, look, this is me as a leader washing your feet. And the thing that they didn't like is, no, you're the leader. Don't wash our feet. Let us wash yours. And he's like, no, you're missing the point. Yeah. And I mean, growing up in church, we've seen that that be taken in such a literal description where you have people that are okay physically washing their leader's feet. They'll be like, let's get the, the wash basin and mm -hmm. let's wash each other's feet. But then they miss the whole principle of, no, it means you serve one another yeah. in love and in kindness and unselfishly. Yeah. And I, so people have made it some weird... Like, don't touch my feet. Like, I prefer you don't. Please yeah. don't. But, like, just don't. I'd rather you serve me in love and in kindness, serve alongside me, than you think that by doing something outwardly, you've made a difference inwardly. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. And then sometimes, too, there's just an emphasis on those those positions or those those uh, places in the body of Christ that are a little bit more visible. Yeah. You know, the minister position, the associate pastor, the pastor, mm -hmm. the worship leader. And, and people can get a little bit twisted where they think that they're not really serving if they're not in front of the entire church or mm -hmm. if they're not well known in the church. Yeah. And the Bible talks about how there's more honor oh, yeah. on those ones that aren't seen, on those, mm -hmm. on those body parts, parts of yeah. that body of Christ that aren't seen, that there's more honor there. And so... Um, we have to be careful. I think that that can turn into a pride issue really, oh, yeah. really, really quickly. Oh, if yeah. you just want to be seen, then that's not a servant's heart. No, and it leads to competitive jealousies. Mm -hmm. I mean, we. I, I always love what my dad says. He says, united we stand, divided you leave. Yeah. Because that, that's not going to be an option in our church to have that kind of competitive jealousy or that, mm -hmm. you know, that gossip, that backstabbing. Again, it's corporate world yeah. trying to come into a kingdom mindset, and that's that's not how it works. It doesn't mm -hmm. work that way. You know, mm -hmm. God promotes, God sees what you're doing in front of people and behind the scenes. And when you set yourself up to serve your fellow leaders, you set yourself up for success. You set your family up for success. Yeah. When you have that see and need fill it and you live that out, your children will start to live that out. They'll see um, what they can do. You know, just recently we had a, a leadership conference and my middle one, he loves serving. He, that's just his, his area of, you know, his love language. Mm -hmm. He loves acts of kindness. He loves serving. And so he was, I know he was bugging. He was, he kept going to the back kitchen where the hospitality was, is like, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? And he did that. And then, you know, the next day we have uh, out in the, the courtyard, we have a salvation table out. And uh, I walked up and he was like, apparently he told him he, they had Bibles on the counter and he was like, Hey, he's all, how you get one of these? And they're like, well, they're for people to get saved. He's like, all right, I'll give one. He's like, give me one and I'll go hand them out for you guys. They're like, yeah. oh, let's talk to your mom. And I was like, no, honey. <laughs> like, we'll let you help at that table. But he was like, oh, I could do that. Give me one of these Bibles. I'll go hand them out. And I'm like, yeah. no. But he sees it. For him, it's normal. He will make a need. Mm -hmm. if, if he is there, he will make a need and insert himself into filling it. Yeah. Because that's just, that's him. He mm -hmm. sees that lived out. And so... He lives it out himself. Yep. It goes all the way back to that first episode that yep. we did. And we were talking about how your family is your first ministry. Yep. I know that my kids, to them, it's normal that we show up to church 
an hour, hour and a half, two oh. hours early. That is normal for them. Yeah. I have seen them countless times. They're only four and two. They can't do very much. Mm -hmm. I've seen them countless times trying to help one of my other leaders who's yeah. lifting a table. They'll go to the other side of the table and put their little <laughs> hands on there to try and help them to move the table. And that's their heart, but it's something that they saw first. Yes. They saw us they see me and Justin go in there and move tables and mm -hmm. set up tables and move chairs. They see us do those things. And so we've set up that legacy for them that they mm -hmm. know this is this is ministry. This is what we do. Yes. Mm -hmm. And as a leader, you have to be okay letting people help. Mm -hmm. That's that's really important. I know my, for my personality, mm -hmm. I am a let's go get it done type person. I I, uh, you know, sometimes I've handed things off and guess what? They don't get done or it doesn't get done the right way or the way I would have done it. It's not accomplished. You know, I always tell all the people I work with, I don't care how you get something done. I care that it's done. Mm. But, you know, with my personality, I also know that I will get it done. And sometimes things don't get done. Mm -hmm. And so that's one thing that I had to learn. I have to be conscious of that, that I have to allow other people to help. Mm -hmm. Because if you're a leader and you're sitting, you know, Know, in your department, you're praying, you know, God, why don't, why aren't these leaders taking ownership? How come you, how can I get my leaders to take ownership? But yet you never let them put their hand to anything. Cause, Oh, well you got it. Mm -hmm. Then they're never going to take ownership for That's that. Good. It's the same thing for your kids. Mm -hmm. If it's because let's be honest, it does take longer sometimes when you have to share a task. It does mm -hmm. take longer sometimes when you have to stop to explain something to your child because they want to help you in your ministry. But you never want to get to that place where you've denied them, denied them, denied them. And mm -hmm. now they're a teenager and they want nothing to do with helping you in ministry. They want nothing to do with serving because you condition them to to uh, that their their value is not as important. You condition them that what they can do, you can do better. Mm. And that's not being a leader. That's good. Yeah, you have to be able to share the task. Yeah. Um, my son is four, and so we've been trying to teach him to dress himself. Oh, okay, gosh. so we're, we're like, you need to put your own pants on. You know, we're just trying to teach him. Does he pick out the clothes himself? No. Okay, so I, I, was, I thought you meant, I was like, oh my gosh. But I'm like, hey, how about you get yourself dressed? Yeah. You know what I mean? So we're trying to teach him to get himself dressed. And as you said, it takes longer. Oh, gosh. I will get Ronan dressed in two to three minutes. Ronan <laughs> will get himself dressed in five to ten minutes. So it takes longer. Yeah. But as you said, if I continue to dress him, I'm squashing his independence. Oh, yeah. And I'm making it to where he never learns. Mm -hmm. And the same thing goes for your leaders. If if I never allow my leaders to use their gifts, then I'm squashing their gifts. Oh, yeah. If I never allow them to show me that they can do something, then they're never going to do that thing. And so it's just like you said, we, we have to be able to, and I and I completely understand. Oh, yeah. I have a little bit of a control issue thing too, <laughs> just because I think sometimes there's a, there's a uh, temptation to be like, I can do it faster and I can yeah. do it better. Because you've done it and, longer. That's yeah. the only reason. It's yeah. You've done it longer and they'll mm -hmm. never get there unless you allow them. And yeah. I learned that by a, in a wrong way. I would say that I learned that the wrong way. I learned that by experience, which I hate having to learn lessons through experience. I'd much rather <laughs> learn them by your funky experience, mm -hmm. you know. And I know that I found myself at a place one time during, you know, youth ministry where we, because we would do huge events mm -hmm. um, for our youth and so, I mean, it takes a lot of work, and I was like a map it out. Like, I wanted somebody to be able to pick up the packet, know exactly what they're doing, where they're supposed to be, what time they're supposed to be there. I wanted to make events so simple that people sought excellence. Because that's, that's one of our core values as a ministry is that we do everything in excellence. And I remember 
Now, you know, it I it was totally fine with my first kid. I could still I would run laps with people. My mm -hmm. second kid, I was still running laps, but it was like, you know, a little slower. Mm -hmm. By third kid, I was frustrated mm -hmm. with why am I, why is everybody waiting on me mm -hmm. to initiate these things for me to set this up? And, and I really felt like the Lord just spoke to me. I was like, well, because you've conditioned them this way. Mm -hmm. You, you have not allowed them to be the owners of this youth department with you. You've, you've done everything for them. And essentially it's like, you're still over there, you know, doing everything for your child when your kid's, you know, 10, mm -hmm. he can get his own plate, he can get his own cup and you're over there providing the cup and the plate and doing all the stuff instead of having them take part. And I was like, oh Jesus, I forgive, you know, mm -hmm. forgive me. I went to my leaders, I was like, hey guys, this is what we're all doing from now on. You're in charge of this, you're in charge of this, you're in charge of this, go ahead. And some leaders, you know, I would say the majority, they rose to that. Mm -hmm. They rose to that occasion. I watched them just really come out of, you know, that their comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I had a leader, you know, that they didn't, they couldn't, they didn't want to go further. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think I shored up the department before I handed it over to you. You got some mm -hmm. solid leaders <laughs> yes. because now they know ownership. We were just talking about that, I think, last week. Mm hmm about how you have great leaders when they were all preaching doing your five by seven yes. and you're like oh my gosh my leaders are so great i'm like yes. thank the lord yes but we have to let them be yes, great you have, have to let to them be great those opportunities let me Absolutely. hear you minister your heart yeah. and then all of a sudden i get to see the caliber of leaders i have oh, yeah. i get to see the gifts that are inside them that yeah they might not get to preach every week but i've given them the opportunity to minister oh, yeah. and to show what they can do oh yeah and there there is a, a the flip side to that another part i learned horribly by experience was I would be so conscious of people's time and their family time because I do believe that family is very important it is I wholeheartedly okay. believe it is your first ministry I've seen pastors kids get so jacked up because their parents were so others minded that they forgot to be also minded of their children mm -hmm. and so I've seen the balance I've seen it go wrong and I've seen it go right mm -hmm. There's a balance out of God. You have your ministry and your family. It, it comes out of God. Mm -hmm. It's more of a circle and people try to put it in a ladder. And it's, mm -hmm. that's not how it is. You'll always fail trying to put people in ladders. Yeah. And so I, because of that, I've seen it done wrong. I remember when we started getting, when I moved positions and I started being responsible, not just for leaders, but for department heads and, and executive directors in the ministry. And, and, you know, we have campus plants now, you know, different campuses and, I remember being so, like, if someone was wanting to do something after hours or for longer, I'd be like, no, 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 it's okay, I got it, I don't want you to have to do that. And then I realized I'm never going to have what, because what I am, mm -hmm. and, and I say that so humbly, I'm never going to have somebody who has a heart for the ministry, like I have a heart for the ministry, if I keep um, stopping them from doing the things I would do. Yeah. I'm okay with, I will stay here from, you know, morning to night serving because I love it. I find joy and I know the benefits of it, mm -hmm. but I'm not letting somebody else. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm never going to have, you know, I'm never going to reproduce leaders like me. Yeah. And that's something you as a leader, you have to learn that you have to let people do what you yourself would do, mm -hmm. or you're going to find yourself crying out to God, why me? Why am I the only one? And he's going to say, because you didn't let them. Yeah. You didn't let them have that same heart that you have for ministry. Yes. And I think too, 
Um, there needs to be a protection, a protection mm -hmm. when it comes to serving in ministry. I know that our ministry does it so well, mm -hmm. specifically with, I don't, I can't speak for all ministries, mm -hmm. but for the youth department, we have a, a policy. If someone walks in off the street and they decide, I want to be a partner, I want to serve in youth, we have this probationary period mm -hmm. where we say, hey, um, that's awesome. We're so glad you want to be a part of this team. Let's try this out. And I can honestly say that that has protected the department. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to be completely honest. It has protected the department because the people who have the servant's heart, they made it through that probation mm -hmm. period and became leaders. Oh, yeah. The people who didn't have the servant's heart, those people stepped back, stepped down, mm -hmm. walked away. And it's not something that I had to deal with within the yeah, leadership. Yeah, within your department. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and there's a protection there. And, and you know, you and your, your parents have done such a good job of making sure we're going to protect this yeah. ministry. We're gonna, because we have to be careful who we're putting in front of people. Hurt oh, people, yeah. hurt people. Exactly. We don't want people with the wrong attitudes, the wrong hearts, mm -hmm. um, trying to serve others because ultimately um, they're going to hurt the people and they're going to hurt the people around yeah. them. And youth is such a ministerial type ministry. Yes. So it's children's department. Mm -hmm. You know, um, like I said, it's, you got to, you, when you see that need and you fill it and you're, it, nothing is too big or too small mm. and you'll know people by the spirit. That's the amazing thing. That's why that policy works is because you're going to know people by the spirit. Mm -hmm. I remember one um, time we had this, this woman and she wanted to serve in one of the departments I was doing and, and she came from, she grew up in church, but she's very rough around the edges, very gossipy, like that kind of thing, very gossipy, very lying, mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. And, you know, God meets you right where you're at. Yeah. You repent. You want to go for it. Okay, I'll give you the opportunity. Um, and I remember because this person was so wanted to always be out in the front. Mm -hmm. And I and and I, I believe, you know, you squash that down. Mm -hmm. And so you got to humble sometimes. And so I said, okay, well, this is what I want you to do for the next three months. Um, if you want to serve in here, well, then what I need you to do is I need you to come early and I want you to pray for all of these chairs, which is what us youth leaders already do. And mm -hmm. me as a youth pastor, I do that same, yeah. that same thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I, when I was back there, and, uh, and I think it lasted, okay, okay. I think it lasted maybe two weeks. And then it was mm -hmm. because it was too, it was too beneath them Yep. to pray Absolutely. for chairs. I'm like, that is one of the most vital things mm -hmm. that you can do is to prepare a sanctuary for the, the worship that's going to come forth, prepare a sanctuary for the word that's going to come forth. That is never too far beneath. Mm -hmm. But again, it, it's no, it's relying on on the Holy Spirit to lead you if you're a leader and knowing who to put where, mm -hmm. but it also is as a, as a believer and as a Christian, knowing that when you see that need, you fill it mm -hmm. because it all works together. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I agree. You know, I just had such a great time talking about this. I know we've run out of time already, but Again. it has been so fun. Mm -hmm. We just get so caught. Can you tell we've known each other our whole entire lives? Whole entire life. <laughs> so we, we just can go from one story to another story to another story. But man, I just pray that if you're watching this and you yourself uh, are a leader or, you know, maybe you just started coming to church and you see a need, I just encourage you to fill it. Go to your leaders. Tell them you want to be used or maybe you can't be on a schedule, but you can do something. There's mm -hmm. always apart for you and the body of Christ, especially in your local church. So we hope you had a great time listening to this episode. We encourage you to like and subscribe and for you to watch next week's episode.